Hello, and welcome to the Procurement Game Changers podcast, brought to you by Consulting Quest. Ever wondered how the leaders get it done? What differentiates them from the rest of us? Let's tune in and learn from the best leaders in the procurement space. You'll get ideas, inspirations, and tactical strategies to innovate your way to a robust procurement practice for added value, profitability, and sustainability. Let's do it. And now over to your host, Helen Lafitte. Changers, the podcast for procurement leaders that make a difference. Today, our podcast will talk about how to attract university students to procurement as a career choice. And to answer that question, I have the immense pleasure to, re- to receive Alejandro Basterrecha. I hope I did that right. Head of Procurement Excellence and Corporate Services at Zalendo, Europe's leading online platform for fashion lifestyle. Alejandro is a seasoned procurement leader with deep expertise in indirect procurement. Welcome to the show, Alejandro. Hi, Elaine. Thank you very much for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Alejandro, can you tell us what led you to procurement? Yes, sure. Um, well, I was in the university. I was studying engineering, and I did an internship in a manufacturing company. And I started in uh, supply chain operations, typical for an industrial engineer. And by doing the internship, I got in contact with the procurement team. And actually, I liked the people working there a lot that I decided to extend my internship and move to the procurement department. And since then, I never left procurement. So I guess that uh, once a buyer, always a buyer. And now, 17 years later, as you mentioned, I'm uh, heading procurement excellence at Salando. Wonderful. So, you know, you've been in procurement for a while and you've seen procurement changing. And now new technology are helping organizations to automate the more transactional tasks and focus on more strategic ones. Procurement groups can now devote more time to building relationships with internal clients and suppliers. But it also means that the profiles that are needed in procurement are changing. So how do we attract talents? How do we ensure we have enough candidates for the procurement careers? And how do we keep our talents? That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get started. What is changing in indirect procurement that is impacting the profiles you need? Yes, I believe uh, procurement has evolved in the last 30, 40, 50 years, right? From a mostly transactional back office function to a more strategic role. And nowadays, even leading some of the uh, functions within different industry. So it has, uh, it has been evolved over time. Now uh, in some companies, uh, very advanced procurement organizations are being seen as an ally to the business, as a core function to drive not only bottom line, but also top line growth, for example. Uh, so that has changed, that's has evolved over time. Additionally, if you look at the globalization, right? Uh, the complexity of supply chains, how everything is more integrated, not only financially, but also logistically. Uh, This has an impact, of course, on an organization like like procurement. Um, Also, if you look at the spend, right? Uh, Depending on the industry, the spend with third parties might be between 30% to even 70, 80% of of the total revenue, right? So this has an immense impact on cost, on how you drive cost, on how you drive profitability. And therefore, the attention towards procurement has increased over time as well. In addition, I would say in the last 10 to 15 years, of course, technology and the fast pace of digitalization has enabled procurement to become more strategic 
while keeping the more transactional piece more efficiently, uh, thanks to, to technology. It also has forced us to become more customer centric, more data driven, and therefore new skill sets, but also new mindsets are required. And this is what we're talking, talking about today, right? So how do we mm -hmm. get into one of the sources of talent in terms of skills, but also mindset? All right. So, so where do you find these new resources then? Yes, I guess um, like any other organization, you have the more classical channels, right? Uh, either um, by having a good branding of a company branding, right? Uh, people applying to your jobs. Uh, I think what has changed is that you need to make the job profiles attractive so that people not only understand what their job is, but actually what is the culture, the environment that they're going to work with. You need to make that attractive. You're competing against many other companies, but also many other functions that might have, might want to uh, acquire uh, similar skills in the market, right? So this is, let's say, one element that has also evolved. So it's, it's going to the same channels, but with an attractive proposition. I think that the second um, element, of course, headhunters, let's say executive search, but even in that market also has evolved over time um, because also procurement now, due to new skill sets, you are also looking into data scientists, uh, digitalization experts, uh, and so on. So you're actually looking into recruit into areas where other functions are recruiting, like tech, technology, IT, and so on. So even the headhunter piece has to evolve also with the function. But I believe, um, and coming back to the topic of today, there is untapped potential in universities for procurement, especially at master and MBA degrees, because these are people who already have experience, uh, let's say professional experience. They are doing their second degree and um, they might be looking to change their career, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where procurement um, has an opportunity to acquire uh, the talent that maybe in the past was working in banking or in insurance companies or marketing agencies, whatever industry they were before, and really believe that with their skill sets and their past experience, you can bring them into procurement, of course, give them the, the, the skills that they need to perform as a buyer, but with their already knowledge they have, right? Whether it's an analytical skills in the finance sector or they bring soft skills because they were in sales, or they already have a strong contractual background because they're lawyers. So whether they are and whatever they did, I think can be adapted to the procurement on commercial roles, but also technology roles, right? So people that maybe were software developers and want to have more contact with the business, procurement could be a nice area where they can continue develop, let's say the IT skills, but in a different environment, right? So promoting procurement as a career choice, as a really interesting career choice for people that maybe didn't start in procurement, I think it's on top potential. And therefore, getting closer to universities, it, it, I think it's a key element for organizations. You mentioned that you, they don't have the skills, so you need to get them to procurement. So indeed, those new professionals are not formally trained in procurement or supply chain. So how do you get them up to speed when they come to your procurement groups? I do believe they bring some of the, let's say, basic skills that any procurement professional might need to have, like analytical skills, commercial acumen, strategic thinking, um, let's say certain soft skills, like uh, people, uh, at the end, procurement is quite a people business. So uh, how you deal with difficult situations, 
uh, how you understand your, your internal customer and so on. So there are some basics, right? That I believe whether you were a psychologist before, a lawyer, a marketeer, sales, whatever function you did in the past, you might bring some of these skills already. What we need to do on top is how, how do you use that skill set and convert it into the purpose of a buyer, right? So it's about repurposing the role of, of, of what the, whatever previous skills they bring into, into their new role, right? And these are different things. I think a, a, a strong onboarding process, but this is even important for people who are also buyers and coming to your organization. So I think an onboarding process that gives the people, let's say, the understanding of the role, what is the purpose, uh, what is the impact that we as procurement bring, how to manage your stakeholders. So any way you have to do this. So I think this is a good um, starting point. Secondly, of course, how do you develop the people with certain specific uh, skill sets within procurement, like negotiation trainings? Today, I mean, let's say in the last two years, I, I've seen a development into, for example, how to do Online negotiations, right? We sit a lot on the computer. It's not mm -hmm. so interpersonal like in the past. So also that has developed how you prepare a negotiation, how you carry out a negotiation virtually. So all of that, you can also develop a, a, a development program for, for prof buying professionals and, and also include the people who maybe were not buyers in the past. And But... I think also on the job, right? So mentoring, coaching is something that has um, also getting more attention across companies, cross collaboration. You can also, um, let's say, certify people, let's say in Scrum, in Agile, and so on. So there are different elements that you need to combine and develop anyway for your teams. But then in, now include an aspect of how you bring somebody who maybe did not that in the past. And, and with that, they will transform themselves into a, a strong buyer. Anyway, we always say that diversity is a strength for teams. So I imagine that there are other benefits to have people that are not formally trained in procurement anyway. So you, you're an indirect, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, absolutely. I want to say absolutely. And, and we've seen that already, um, let's say, uh, at least in our organization, if, if I look at our teams, not everybody is, let's say, a buyer uh, from nature, right? So we are now have people coming, for example, from direct procurement to indirect. That was in the past not so attractive. Now you see more. So people that were in manufacturing, in uh, uh, procuring uh, commodities, now becoming indirect buyers because they see the chance to expand their, let's say, their view on procurement uh, from very specific to a more uh, broader view. So that is one element. We see also people coming from our functions, people that were stakeholders before, they work with us and they understand, okay, this is actually a very cool function. I have access to different elements and they want to wider the scope. So we also are now being attractive within the company. And the third part, of course, being attractive outside the company, right? So how do you bring people? We've seen that, for example, in, you can see in the marketing space, right? People that were working for a marketing agency as sales, then they become buyers mm -hmm. on the other side of the table because they want to explore different views on, on the industry. So I think it's possible. I think we've seen it. Uh, it's getting more and more because now I think procurement is more open to a diverse a group of people and bring in different knowledge and, and, and that enriches the whole organization. So it comes to you, the, the next question I have about, you know, within indirect procurement, you have that category that's professional services or intangible services. And what you're just mentioning is that getting people who are from the other side 
of, of the table can really bring value when, when they have to buy now the services, correct? Absolutely. People that, for example, I experienced in my past, um, I think in one of the organizations I work for, the senior sourcing manager responsible for uh, external workforce was previously working for one of the top contingency workforce organizations. So he understood the industry, the price schemes, the, the, the different uh, factors, the regulatory elements, right, that in every country has on contingency workforce. So that person, even if was not a buyer by profession, mm -hmm. understood the commodity from inside out, right, from maybe a different perspective. Joining our, our team at, at that time, it was about just understanding how he can use uh, its knowledge, um, its skills to shape it into a, a buyer role, right, and take advantage of that knowledge and, and, and let's say, experience that the person had. So this is one one example, right? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think yeah, we have the same experience with consulting. Being former consultants is definitely helping because you understand how to write a scope, how projects is uh, unfolding and how it's priced, which is probably the most important in that sense. Exactly. <laughs> understanding cost drivers, understanding the impact uh, that it has on, on the specific industry that is less tangible and so on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so what can we do as procurement leaders to change the status quo? Here, I would say I would start with the mindset. Also, leadership needs to, let's say, evolve uh, with the, let's say, rapid uh, evolution of procurement up to a more strategic role. So also, I think it starts from the top, having that mindset that you want to have and take advantage of a, a, let's say, a more diverse pool of talent. Uh, whether it's coming, as I said, from a function, from other industry, but especially now from universities, to really make sure that you just don't hire always the more experienced buyer that has only done buying. Uh, there are good talents there as well, so I'm not, not, not criticizing that, but I would open my mind to other sources. And as I mentioned, I think universities, especially on the master and MBA degrees, is on top potential. Myself, I've been uh, trying to promote procurement in the universities in Berlin, and I've seen the reaction of people that never thought procurement could be a career choice for them because they understood that being a psychologist or a lawyer didn't make sense for them. But once they understand what procurement is about, what mindset you need, what skills you need, actually they said, mm, I bring, I would say most of them, I just need to, let's say, learn one or two things. And actually it seems quite exciting uh, to do that, for example, right? And I see the, the, the feedback after when I present the topic, I've seen people then joining actually procurement uh, uh, organizations afterwards, right? Because they felt they want to test it. So um, I've seen the effects of that. So I think it starts from the mindset, leadership, being able to open its mind uh, to new sources. And there are also additional sources, right? The, the, the whole startup world, right? People going into startups, maybe they do that for two years, and then they want to move on to a more established organization. So there's also untapped potential there because if you have people that have gone through a more agile world, have gone through a more pragmatic, hands-on approach, and you also want to have that mindset in your organization, right? So uh, also this is another area where I would look into that if, if I would recommend people listen to the podcast is also looked into that, right? Um, they might not necessarily be the seasoned procurement professional, but they might bring mindset and skill set that you don't have in your team because they have experienced experience something different. So what, what would be kind of the first step? So we say, yes, we're gonna explore universities, MBAs, et cetera. But from a practical standpoint, 
Yes. How do you do that? Well, I was always recommend, uh, let's say, to start small, but start immediately. I mean, 80% today is better than 100% never. So um, um, I would, if I give you an advice, is, for example, get in contact with your local university. This is basically what I did, right? Contact the two, three people there. They're always very welcoming to have companies or, or, or functions presenting to their students. So there are always these kind of things. They do a lot of network events and they invite companies as well. So it's a good chance to get there, get to know some students, understand what the, what the students of today are looking for. And, and also uh, they do a lot of uh, recruiting events. So there's also a chance to position the company, to have the one-on-one -on -one conversation with, with students that would like to apply to such uh, uh, jobs. I've done the three of them. So presenting the organization, going into network events and going into, uh, let's say, recruiting days. And, and all of them have helped us to get in contact with this. And, and then universities keep you up to date, right? They tell you also, they give you feedback. Look, they were not so interested in your company because this or this or that, or the roles were not too senior, too junior. And it gives you the feedback or the input to adapt and let's say organize better next time and so on and so forth. This is how I would start. So I think it's a more pragmatic approach. Yeah, things sounds like it. So, so if there was like one takeaway, one thing that you want our listeners to, to keep after the podcast is over, what would that be? Well, I would say there is a war on talent. Um, it's, it's, very, it's getting very tough uh, to get uh, the right people with the right skill set and also the right mindset. So the only takeaway that I would say is we as procurement, as, as an organization, we need to think outside the box as well. We need to become storytellers. We need to sell the purpose of procurement. What's our impact? Why are we an attractive function to people from different backgrounds, right? Different experience. And especially that we have a huge impact, right? But on the bottom line side, on the top line side, we enable growth, we help on the EBIT, and we are an international, a diverse group. Because as a procurement, you need to be in contact with different, from different people from different parts of the world. Nobody sourced from one country only. So it's one of the most international uh, functions that it exists in a company. And therefore, it is attractive. And therefore, we need to think how we attract those talents because it's not only a competition between procurement organizations in different companies, but actually different functions within one company going to the same talents. And therefore, we need to step up and become that attractive function that recruits the best of the best. Yeah, or in other words, us indirect procurement leaders need to become advocates. Exactly. for our function inside and outside the organization. Well, exactly. now it's, our, it's your turn to tell us about your experience and your challenges in the comment section. Don't forget to subscribe if you want to be notified when the new episode is coming up. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Alejandro, for your participation. That was extremely interesting. Happy sourcing to everyone. And bye, bye-bye, au revoir. And that's a wrap for this episode of our Procurement Game Changers series. But we'll soon be back with yet another exciting session with one of the movers and shakers from the procurement space. Meanwhile, remember to visit our website at consultingquest.com for more consulting updates and procurement know-how and join us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Until then, goodbye from the entire Consulting Quest family. Have a great day.